diversity program, bringing this Alabama preacher up to North Carolina. And I think this is our third time here, and every time uh, it's a personal revival. We just get refreshed and we get re-energized for ministry and just seeing what the Lord is doing here. And you know, at a conference like this, uh, whether you're a pastor or whether you're an assistant on staff or just or even just a volunteer in your church, uh, none of us have it all figured out. That's what a conference like this is for. It's just uh, to come and sharpen each other. We're all learning. We're all growing. We're all striving for better. We're all trying to get better. Like somebody said, the biggest room at a conference of preachers like this one is the room in every one of our lives for improvement. And that's absolutely true in my uh, heart, and I hope it's true for you as well. Look at Psalm 78 and verse 39, and if you would, let's go ahead and stand for just a moment. We'll read uh, verse 39 through 41, if you'll follow along, and then we'll be seated. For he remembered that they were but flesh. Hey, aren't you glad that the Lord knows us? He's compassionate toward us. Uh, He understands uh, what we are and what we aren't. He said, a wind that passeth away and cometh not again. How oft did they provoke him? Aren't you glad he's long-suffering to us? Uh, You're going to read it. We'll read in verse 40 and verse 41 all the things they did. They provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. And yet all that we do and don't do, uh, He is patient with us, He's long-suffering, He's faithful to us and loves us, and thank the Lord for that. Go ahead and be seated if you would. I, I thank the Lord this, this afternoon. Our God is an awesome God. Uh, he's omnipotent, all-powerful. He's omnipresent everywhere at the same time. He's omniscient. He knows everything about us, knows our deepest uh, thoughts. Uh, in fact, the truth is there's nothing too hard for our God. Uh, there's no promise this afternoon that he can't keep. Uh, there's no prayer that he can't answer. There's no problem that he cannot solve. There's no person too far gone that he cannot save. And uh, the fact is, uh, he's just a wonderful God. And yet, as powerful and wonderful as he is, so often we do go without our prayers getting answered. So often we do go without uh, people getting saved, maybe in our ministries or the church uh, growing the way we would like it to. And uh, the truth is, uh, God is powerful. And uh, as puny as you and I are, there is a way that we can limit what God will do with us and through us and in our ministries. The word limit in verse 41 uh, in the Hebrew means to prevent or to restrict or to to curtail. And I want to be very clear one more time, then I'm going to pray. Nothing limits what God is able to do. Uh, He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He can do anything at any time that he wants to do. He's not bound, uh, but they're just things that... uh, He chooses not to do when we limit him. I don't know about you, but a big prayer of mine through the years has been, Lord, I don't want to be the lid on what you want to do at Lighthouse Baptist Church. I don't want to be the cap that prevents you or or prevents uh, your work to go forward here. And that's maybe that ought to be the prayer of our heart in a conference like this is, uh, Lord, we don't want to be the thing that limits you. Let's pray, and we'll get into the message very quickly. Father, we do thank you. We love you. 
We're grateful for your love for us. Lord, we're thankful for all we've heard so far and all we will hear yet this afternoon. And Lord, our hearts are open. Uh, Lord, we want to grow. We want to improve. We want you to sharpen us. And so, Father, we ask you to help us like only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The first point is this, our unwillingness can limit God. Uh, Psalm 78 is all about the 40 years or so of wandering in the wilderness for the children of Israel, all because of their unwillingness to follow Moses into the promised land, because of their unwillingness to trust the Lord and step out by faith into some new uh, paths he was leading them in. And how many times in these last 23 years that I've pastored have I seen uh, God's people unwilling in a certain area of their life and it turns into their own personal wandering in the wilderness uh, for years spiritually. And uh, the truth is, God wants to see this world saved. Uh, God wants to see churches like this one raised up all over our, uh, all over our country, all over the world. Uh, in fact, that's why he came, Luke 19.10. The Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Nobody goes to hell uh, that God, because God wants them to. Anyone who does will go against the very will of God. Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 says, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so the truth of it is, uh, God is not Uh, God is not unwilling. It's so often us that are unwilling. God wants to build his church. In Matthew 16, 18, upon this rock, the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, I will build my church. First of all, aren't you glad it's his church? Amen. Hey, we're just caretakers. We're just stewards. And uh, it's his church and he's building his church. He has built his church. He is building his church and he'll continue to build his church until he comes back uh, for his children, but the one thing that hinders and limits what God will do so often, or who gets the gospel, or if churches do grow, is our unwillingness in several areas. Number one, our unwillingness. Well, look at uh, look at Matthew twenty three and verse thirty seven. Before we go there, Here, here's the heart of our Savior. He said, "O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto thee, how often." Would I have gathered thy children together? He's expressing his heart. I wanted to bring you in. I wanted to, to get you right. He said, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, but what's the thing that prevented it or limited it? And ye would not. You weren't willing. I wanted to, but you weren't willing. Uh, God said, I want to gather you together, but you were unwilling. God never forces us against our will to do anything that that we're not willing uh, to do. In fact, uh, the fact of it is he wants you and I to serve him and to participate in the work of getting the gospel out with a willing heart. He wants us to do what we do because we love him and because we're thankful for all he's done for us. He doesn't want us to feel guilted or coerced into serving him. He wants us to do it because we willingly want to serve him. I I found a few things as a pastor. Our unwillingness to give limits God. It's amazing in a church like this, there are always needs, always in your churches, there are always financial needs. Reaching the world with the gospel uh, takes financial uh, 
financial uh, input behind it. And uh, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And yet so often the people of God uh, don't live that way. So often the work of God goes underfunded. Uh, so often missionaries can't get to the field. We've met several missionaries here already today. And if they're going to get to the field, it's going to be because God's people are willing to give and churches are willing to partner with them to get the gospel all around the world. Uh, the truth of it is there is in our pockets today or available to us every penny that our churches need to go forward for the glory of God. And that's the problem. Too often, especially in our day, we're just not willing to be good stewards and get it into the work of God. I love what Second Corinthians 9, 7, the Bible says, Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly. Uh, or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. He does not want us to give out of necessity or out of guilt. He wants us to give out of joy, out of purpose, out of intentionality, so that the work of God can go forward. So our unwillingness to give uh, limits God. Our unwillingness to go limits God. At some point in our Christian life, we just dig in our heels and begin to dictate to God what we're willing to do, where we're willing to go. And the truth of it is God's chosen us human instrumentality to get the gospel out. You and I have to be willing to go uh, if we're going to get the gospel out. Our excuses for not going limit the amount of people who will ever get saved. And uh, in these last 23 years, we've tried to keep the main thing in our church the main thing. And we've tried to encourage everyone to be willing to go. New believers ought to be willing to go. All of the pastoral staff and their wives and their families and their children ought to be willing to go. All of the school teachers in the Christian school and their families ought to be willing to go. Every deacon and their wives and families ought to be willing to go. Brethren, if the leaders aren't willing to go, uh, no one else is going to go. And so we need an old-fashioned revival in our churches of willingness uh, just to go forward for the glory of God, willing to give, willing to go, willing to get involved. In fact, I think a huge key to any reward that you or I may receive at the judgment seat of Christ depends on how willingly we serve him in this life. You say, preacher, prove that. All right, take your Bibles, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I don't know that there'll be any reward for those times you did it grudgingly or because uh, the preacher guilted you into it. But I think those times we served him from a heart of love and thanksgiving and willingness. Look what Paul said in 1 Corinthians nine sixteen. He said, for though I preach the gospel... I have nothing to glory of. He said, I'm just doing my calling. I'm just fulfilling my purpose for necessity is laid upon me. And I think this necessity he's talking about is just the need, the people, that the need there is in the Gentile world. He said, yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. But look what he said in verse 17. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. 
But if against my will a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. You know, we sing a, a great song or used to in our church in the children's ministry. Uh, the things I used to do, I don't do them anymore uh, and, and so forth. Too, too often now in this day, I think that's good for the whole church because a lot of believers used to go soul winning but just don't do it anymore. A whole lot of church members used to give willingly and generously but we're just not doing it anymore and so we need to be willing to go. Hey, how about this real quick? Our unwillingness to do God's work with excellence limits what he'll do. Think about that for a minute. And we see that example here and in your churches as well. But we need a revival of excellence in our churches. Something happened during the COVID pandemic in every area of business and industry and service business and hotel chain and restaurant and church. Did you notice it happened? Everybody's expectation of excellence that just used to be a normal expectation. I want to go sit down in a restaurant. I want to be greeted. I want the, I want the, you know, everything to be clean. There to be courteous, the food to be good, everything to be done in a way that is excellence. Something happened in COVID that expectation just died and it was replaced with, Hey, we're just trying to get by. We're just trying to survive. I mean, we're just, we're just trying to do good enough. Uh, we've got so many problems. We're just trying to, to, to get by and nobody will notice. I want to tell you, today, customer service is non-existent. Cleanliness in places is non-existent. Going above and beyond is non-existent. And we have accepted mediocrity when we never did before in our churches and in every other area of life. And the fact that everyone else has accepted it too should not be an excuse for the church of God to accept mediocrity and to not continue to strive to do things in an excellent way. In the Air Force, they used to have a saying, good enough for government work. And I just want to remind you, we're not in government work. Amen. Thank God for that. Uh, we're in the king's business. This is the work of God, and it's the biggest business in all the world. Uh, we, should, uh, we should excellently prepare, excellently welcome guests to come in an excellent way, prepare ourselves for ministry and soul winning and music, and we've heard all about that. We need to erase from our vocabulary that good enough is good enough because it's not good enough unless the Lord is pleased. It's not good enough unless it's good enough for him. It's not good enough until he accepts our, our excellence that we do. Hey, things that, that this, the thing that can absolutely differentiate you from every other church around is your commitment to a standard of excellence even in this day when everyone else has let it go by the wayside. So first of all, our unwillingness limits God. How about this? Our uncleanness limits God. Look at Isaiah 59 and verse 1. Isaiah 59 and verse 1. And I may be out of time already. So let me give you this real quick. Our uncleanness limits God. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. His power is not diminished. 
But our sin limits what he will do. Uh, I like he limits our prayer life. Psalm 66, 18, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And so our unwillingness, our uncleanness, how about this lastly, our unbelief uh, will limit God. Our unwillingness to go, our unwillingness to give, our unwillingness to do things in an excellent way and in ministry, our uncleanness when we're hiding sin, we're dabbling in sin. Hey, I want to tell you something, fathers and, and young people, you start dabbling with sin thinking that you can control it, and when you open that door, you're no longer in control, and it will take you further than you ever wanted to go. It'll keep you longer than you ever wanted to stay, and it will cost you far more than you ever wanted to pay, and one of the biggest consequences of it, it's going to limit what God will do uh, in your ministry. And then uh, lastly, our unbelief. When we don't think he can, it limits God. What did he say in Matthew 13, 58? And he did not many mighty works there. Why? Not because he couldn't. Not because he wasn't able. But he didn't do many works, mighty works there because of their lack of faith, their unbelief. We, uh, I'm going to tell this story and I'll be done. We left an a, a associate pastor job in California for eight years right out of college, my wife and I, and, and had two of our three children uh, there and, and had a very fruitful ministry, a very growing church, a, a church really that kind of planted in us the seeds of what to do and how to do it, how to do things in an excellent manner. And, and we left there and, and came to Alabama right outside of Mobile. Theodore is just, it's just right there. Uh, we live in Mobile, five minutes from the church, and the church is in Theodore. And uh, we went with eight people, and uh, we just were excited about what God was calling us to do, what we felt like the, the opportunity was there, what we felt like God wanted to do, what we'd seen God do. And now we wanted to take that and translate that into a new place. And, and coming across, I felt like as a first-time pastor, a young preacher, and I recommend this to all the young preachers, uh, I felt like I needed an older pastor who'd been in the area, who'd proven himself to be uh, very stable and very uh, healthy and a good church to, to kind of attach myself to, to kind of learn about the area. So back in that day, the godfather along the Gulf Course of Independent Baptist Churches was B.G. Buchanan in Baton Rouge, Central Baptist Church. And so we planned our drive to Mobile to where we could stop there on a Sunday and we're in his services, introduced ourselves. He took us to lunch, and I was expecting him. He asked me what we were doing. We we're going to go plant a church, or, or, or re, really we reestablished a church with eight people there in a little tiny building. And uh, I thought he'd give us some words of encouragement. I thought he would tell us, good boy, way to go. My kids are there. My wife is here. I've just convinced them this is God's will for us. We're leaving everything we know, and we're going to go where we don't know anybody. And he began to say things like, man, I used to preach over there a lot, but every one of those preachers I used to preach about either ran off with the secretary, the churches did. He said, I just think Mobile's a graveyard for preachers and uh, didn't do anything to encourage me. And, uh, and he didn't do it on purpose. He was, just, he was just that frank of a guy, and I appreciate that, and I appreciated it later on. But I remember going back to our hotel and uh, just began to quote the verse, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me, Philippians 4.13. 
And I began to remind my wife and our kids that, hey, Jesus can do whatever he wants to do with us. It doesn't matter what Brother Buchanan might think or doesn't matter what's happened before. It doesn't matter what the history is. Hey, God can do what he put in our heart. He can do uh, what we think he wants to do. He absolutely can do as long as we trust him and we believe. And so let me just encourage you, and I'm done. Uh, Let's not be the lid of what God wants to do in your town, in your church, in your life, in your family. Let's not limit him because of our unwillingness, because of our uncleanness, or because of our unbelief. Let's pray. Father, bless this time. Bless this this, uh, conference. And Lord, thank you for the preachers you've assembled, the the believers that are here. And may we all, uh, Lord, strive to be better at what we do for you. In Jesus' name, amen.